Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. So excited for today's show. But first, by the way, we did the first um, Sunday quickie with Heather yesterday. My technology skills suck. And so many of you were messaging me like, add someone on to ask a question, but I didn't know how to do that. So my producers are going to show me how to do that, or my teenagers, one or the other, but we'll do it again this Sunday. So 5 p.m., Pacific time, Sunday quickie with Heather. And I'm going to put up um, a thing on Instagram on Friday or Saturday so you guys can actually send some questions in advance. How does that sound? Um, but I thought that was really fun. But I'll do better on the technology, I promise. Justin Sylvester is on the show today from Daily Pop. Uh, you'll recognize him as Kyle Richards' assistant uh, from years ago on uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He's so fabulous and he's fun and they're so much to talk about and current events and housewives and everything. So stay tuned because Justin Sylvester is coming up next. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Here's Heather. Please welcome the star of Daily Papani, a dear friend of mine, a frequent guest on Heather Dubrow's world, Justin Sylvester. Don't say star. Star. Own it. Don't say star. Star, yes, star of. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Why does that make you uncomfortable? You know why? It's because I always think the other shoe's going to drop. Yeah, I get it. You know, you know, like, I mean, things like this don't happen to people like me. So when I'm in a position, I'm always like, but when is it going to crumble? Yeah, that's a that's a typical like actor type of thing. When are they going to figure out that I'm fooling everyone, that I don't really have any talent, that I don't deserve to be here? But don't you feel like, and I, a, a lot of people I've interviewed recently, like famous people with big careers are saying like, I'm going to own it now and put it out there. What I want, whereas, to, I mean, even Lance Bass was saying the other day, he was talking about some project he was working on. He was like, you know what? Two yeah. years ago, I wouldn't have mentioned it. I wouldn't have said, I hope it goes to Netflix. I would, he goes, I wouldn't have said, he goes, now forget it. I'll say anything. Oh no, you'll say anything. You know, I think for me though, because TV is so shaky 
And you just like never know like what's yeah. going to go down. It's like a, a woman who says on record, like, oh my God, my marriage is so great. And I love everything about my oh, husband. Yeah, never and say two that. months later, you never say that right. because then two months later, you know, ba-boom. Or the minute you say it, people start to poke holes in it. You yeah, know what it's I mean? true. I worry about that too, because I know like sometimes if someone says, like, how are the kids? I'll go out because, you know, they go through good times and bad times. But if they're at a particularly like nothing really is going on moment, I'm like, good, everyone's good. They seem to be happy, whatever. And then everything goes to shit as soon as you say that out loud. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's like when I was, I, you know, came on Daily Pop the other day and I, you know, if we, if Terry comes up, like, I just, I love my husband so much that yeah. I love talking about him, but then I worry about that. No, I, I think you guys are, once you hit like the 10 year mark, like I've been in a relationship with Daily Pop for four years. Right. And at any point, like, cause we're not married. We're, we're still trying to Honeymoon. figure out this engagement yeah, yeah. thing. I it's get a, it. yeah, yeah. It's been a long engagement. Like we haven't made it to the altar yet. They haven't signed <laughs> me to a seven year contract with all kinds of zeros. So <laughs> anything could truly really happen. But I also figured out in this quarantine of it all that things aren't really promised and sometimes i'm just like i might want to see other people like you might want to see other people there is going to be a guy who comes along who's going to be funnier who's going to be wittier who's going to be cuter and who's going to be younger than me at some point like i am i'm i know that and i'm i'm cool with that as long as I get to open the door for that person and welcome them in, not that the door got shut on me and I can't, you know, right. be a part that, of that process. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I actually think it's incredibly generous. I'm always, when I go out of town, they like, who should replace you? And I'm always like, there's a guy named Jason Carter who's really funny, who does Jason Carter official on his Instagram. He's done some stuff for ET, maybe him. You know, there's this other guy called Brandon, you know, Kyle Goodman. Like, you know, he's black and queer and funnier and, and more woke than I am. Like, I try my hardest to get other people who look like me in that seat. Isn't and- that great? I'm just like, if, if it's meant to be and they are better and quicker than me, then it's just meant to be. You know what It I mean? reminds me of like, remember the Seinfeld thing? Like people would talk about like how amazing the cast of Seinfeld was. And I remember someone giving an interview years ago and saying like, and maybe it was Jerry saying like, I surrounded myself with people that are funnier than me, more talented than me, better looking. Like it was funny the way he said it, but I get it. And it, you know, my, that talk show that I've been working on for a hundred years that was on yeah. for a hot minute and we're still working on when it came to putting together this group of women, I was like, okay, yeah, who is fabulous? Like who would be this? Who would be that? And the the women that we got together, I, I'm just like in awe of, like, I want to be them. Yeah, no. That's who you want to surround yourself with. Yes. You know, everybody wants, when we started the show, it was myself, Kat, and Carissa. We were the, we were the final three that made right. it, you know, past the first round of Survivor. And Kat left E, and Carissa was going on maternity leave. So they were like, you know, you're kind of sort of, on this limb by yourself. And who do you want to come in? Like, we're trying to find somebody. I'm like, let's get Margaret Stewart in. Like, come on. You know, she's famous. She has a lot to say. She's out there. Like, And your chemistry is amazing. We've been friends for 10 years at this point. And, you know, everyone was like, 
I mean, aren't you intimidated that she's more famous than you? Like, aren't you like afraid that she's going to take the light? I'm like, no, not at all. Like not one bit. That's why I have her on here. She's got a million plus followers. She's funny. She's outrageous. And sometimes she's going to get herself in trouble and I don't have to be the bad guy every single time. And also doesn't it always come back to, and I feel like women tend, maybe this is a terrible thing to say, but in my opinion, women tend to do this more than men. And I think it's because of the way we were raised, but you know, that saying like putting out someone's candle doesn't make yours burn bright, your flame burn brighter. I think that there's like a lot of people that don't still get that. Oh, I tell people all the time. There's two types of people in Hollywood and I'm not mad at either type. The first type, which I am kind of sort of this person, I feel like Kyle Richards is this type of person. And Allie Landry is 100% this type of person because that's where I learned it from. It's a monkeys in a barrel scenario. That's right. So- you know, at some point you might be the monkey at the top and have to pull me up and vice versa. But either way, we try to pull each other up whenever we get to that next level. And, you know, I love that about my girlfriends. There are other people in Hollywood where it's a one man show and it's a speeding torpedo. And the only way they know how to do it is to put their heads down and look out for number one, which is again, totally fine. It's a different way of thinking. And sometimes, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, a lot of comedians, Adam Sandler, if you look at Adam Sandler's movies, they all have the same people in them. Right. You know, he always has the same people around him. He's a monkey in a barrel kind of guy. Yeah. But a lot of times actors, actresses, comedians, TV hosts, they're out for themselves. And it's 100% okay because it's a solitary job. It is. And, and, you know, when you, when you make it through, like to a certain level, you, you've been through enough, you know, kind of pain and suffering that yeah. I can understand how people get really singular about it. But you know what, for me in my life and having kids and getting older, I think that you, you do look at more, even if you're not that kind of person. And even if you were very, you know, the torpedo kind um, you, you really look at more big picture. I find, I find it strange to meet someone like at a certain age or a certain level of career that doesn't see the bigger picture and understand that life is short and you help people and you love people and you want great people around you. And that, yeah, it's, it's the barrel of monkeys for sure. Well, you also get to a place in your life where you realize that you do have a family. You do have four children. I do have a husband. He does have a practice. I do have a, you know, a home that I have to keep up. So you start to realize that why would I try to do something on my own when I can rely on other people who are yes, equally are not, if not more talented than me to be a part of this. That way I don't have to carry this ship by myself. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And I, and I think when you're young and you're hungry, you're just like, no, no, no me, 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 I can do it. Give me all the money. You don't have to share this with anybody, but I have learned from working on Real Housewives to going to Beverly Hills Nannies to being over here at Daily Pop that when you're in an ensemble, it's okay to have a bad day because your teammates understand that and they know when to step in. Well, it depends what reality show you're on, my friend. I asked you this the other day. How many Real Housewives shows have you been on? I've been in Atlanta. 
I've been on Beverly Hills. I've shown up in New York once in the background. <laughs> I don't even think they realized it. I like zoomed in the background oh, of New one. York, but multiple episodes for each season, but mostly Atlanta and and um, Beverly Hills. Have you been on Orange County? I, honestly, it's weird. No, I thought I did, but I filmed something with Tamara here, but it was for E! News. Oh. That's what yeah. it was. Well, I have a party I'm inviting you to. So we're having a party for Max. You know, she's got this book coming out. I'll give it to you straightish. And so we're yeah. doing a book launch party. She'd love for you to come. Oh my God, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And that way, perhaps... I can pop Assuming my there were cameras there, you, you may end up on Orange County. I can pop my orange finally. You can finally <laughs> pop your orange. So you know, it's so funny. Uh, Everyone's yeah. like, why, don't, why doesn't Andy make you a friend? Why can't you be a part of the cast? Oh, why and couldn't tell, you be a friend? Heather, I could never be a real housewife. I could never, it's a lot of, I've seen, watching it, everyone thinks it's eating lunch. Everyone thinks it's ordering a Chardonnay. When I tell you, it's I work. don't, it's work. It's a full time plus mm-hmm. job. People don't understand that. It is so time consuming. And I have to say, and I said it to you the other day. First of all, thank you for having me on Daily Pop. I had such a great oh, time. Pl- you're welcome anytime. You make our job so easy. Thank you. I, you know what I love about the way Daily Pop has sort of transitioned is that it was, it used to feel very news magazine-y mm-hmm. and now it feels, um, it feels more like a podcast, like the intimacy of a podcast and the fun and the conversations get to land more. And I don't mean that yes. in a negative way about what it was before. What I mean is, you know, we, you and I have done shows like this for many years and you know, there's a time constraint. You have to speak in sound bites. Yes. You can't really get the point across. You can't have a rebuttal. And so you go, go, go. And a lot of times it feels like the conversation has been truncated. And it does it's so wonderful for me to be there because I feel like it really lands. And what's funny is I didn't even think I have like have a conscious thought about that until um I came home and Terry had recorded it. I still haven't watched it. I can't watch myself, but he had, he, he had recorded it. But before he came home, he watched a clip on, you know, e.com yeah. or wherever, YouTube, something. And he goes, oh, well, th- there's a clip on YouTube, but it's, it's something that didn't make it to the show. I go, what are you talking about, honey? The show is live. Everything makes it to the show. <laughs> and it was because it was such a relaxed, cool, fabulous conversation. That was his response to it. Oh, I, I love hearing that. And yeah. I love hearing that because when I first started at E! E! News was, was cracking. And, you know, when you grow up watching E! There's a formula, you know, you set it up, you watch a package, you giggle out of it, you praise the celebrity, you move on to the next thing because it's like a sitcom line, line, joke, line, line, joke. Yeah. Yes. And E! News in its in its, you know, heyday was um, a place that was always positive. You know, Jason and Juliana were always like just so stand up in a in class act by the way they're like the nicest people like it's almost weird how nice they are nicest people and i know them in real life they're so nice and their spouses are so nice 
Bill nice. is amazing. Lauren's amazing. They're so nice. They're phenomenal. And I have only seen Jason Kennedy mad one time in my whole entire life. And even his mad was still my nice. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's so weird. But, you know, when, and then when Daily Pop came, you know, we kind of sort of didn't know what was happening. It was the first time they ever tried a talk moment, a panel moment. And I find that, and I'm so proud of this show because they gave us a few years to figure it out. They gave us a few years to find our voice and find our mesh. And, you know, I think it's because Morgan Stewart and I didn't have hosting backgrounds. Like, I never learned how to read a teleprompter. I never went to hosting school. So for us, we just want to run the show as if it's three girlfriends sitting around our couch, talking Mm -hmm. shit. We may be drinking coffee, but that's the vibe that we always want. And we get through 80% of the show. You know, we outline 100%, but if something's going right, and we are talking and we are vibing. They let it go. They let it go. And they, yeah. they let us, they trust us to like keep it going, but keep it interesting. Yeah, I love that. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Well, you guys know my adorable little doggies, George and Roxy. They are getting bigger. And guess what that means? there's more things to wash for them. Now I got towels, I got dog beds, I got toys, especially the little pig that they keep fighting over. It's crazy. And guess what? As much as I love them, it stinks. Have you guys heard of OxyClean Odor Blasters? It's the laundry booster specifically formulated to work on all of your stinky, smelly laundry. I know it's not sexy, but it's just the truth. What OxyClean does is it rids clothes, linens, and laundry of stubborn smells and stains, returning them to a clean, fresh smelling state again. So now my darling little doggies have a beautiful clean bed and towels and the pig is finally fresh and clean and beautiful. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so crazy? I have always loved OxyClean, but OxyClean odor blasters, this is a game changer. If you have everyday stink concerns, this is the product for you because OxyClean Odor Blasters is specifically formulated to tackle the toughest odors in your home, not just cover them up. Work your magic with OxyClean Odor Blasters and save. Visit OxyCleanCoupons.com now where a coupon is waiting just for you. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Tell me about the Today Show thing, because that was epic. I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, I so I feel like, if I'm right, you did like a satellite thing once, and then they flew you in and had you on set. Is that true or not true? No. So okay. I've been doing the satellite thing since Thanksgiving. Okay. So I go, every Wednesday, I do this thing called Trends Day Wednesday, and it's basically about things that are trending on Twitter, the things that people are talking about, new shows, new fads. Love that. And it's been this really fun thing. I, it was like a one-time thing that they wanted. And I came in, you know, I did it via satellite, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking, when you're going live and you're from satellite and there's a delay and then there's a delay. Yeah. Yeah. You can't talk over them. They can't talk over you. It's like a very weird song and dance. But what's weird is that from interviewing Hoda and Jenna, we had already figured out 
our chemistry was, it was weird. It was so weird. I did a justice sip with them. Hoda went to the, her producer said, we need to get this guy. We need to do something with him. Love that. They came back with Trent Day Wednesday. I think it was supposed to be a one-time thing, but we've been doing it since November. I love it. Um, and so when Hoda took a vacation, a, a few days vacation to be with her girls, they called and said, hey, would you be interested, like, even coming here for 48 hours? Let me check this? my yes. <laughs> I was like, are y'all crazy? At first, I, I, you know, again, I go through that thing in my head where I'm like, is this real? Like, do they really want me to do this? Like, do they have the right person? Are they talking about the right dates? Like, am I just doing one little, like, you know, in and out for one block? But when I had my first phone call with them, they were like, all right, so you guys are going to open the show and you're going to say X, Y, and Z. And it was honestly the most out of body moment that it didn't hit me until I got on the plane to come home. Yeah. And I couldn't read the comments on Instagram. I couldn't do or say how I was really feeling because you have to keep in mind, I used to wake up in the morning to go to school and we would watch the Today Show in the background every single morning. So to be on the Today Show, be at 30 Rock, it was almost like, oh my God, like, can you believe that there's somebody at home watching this with their kids saying, yes. you know, like, just like, you know, going over the day and I'm in the background. It, it, it just is a surreal, surreal moment. I love you know? that. That's so cool. That, that is amazing. What a peak experience. I and I, and I'm, you did an amazing job. You were fantastic. I Thank watched you. you. I was so Thank proud you. of you. And uh, I, I'm sure they'll have you back. I hope. And honestly, I'm the, my, my own worst critic. You know, if I stumble on a word, I'm down on myself for two days. If I say something that I don't think landed, I'm down on myself for another week. But this was the first time I walked out of an experience as a, you know, as a host and said, damn, I left it on the floor. I did a really good job. Isn't that great? I, don't you wish we could like walk out of every experience like that? Because I feel like I do that too. You know, I, I feel like there are times where I think, oh, I should have said it this way or I should have done that. Or I get hung up on that one not great moment and ignore the rest of it. That's It's such a bad, insecure thing to do. It's such a bad, insecure thing to do. But let me tell you the one thing that I learned from you and a few other people that come to Daily Pop. Because we do have a re we have a few reoccurring people. You are right. one of them. And what I love and what I've learned from you is every time you walk out the room after, you know, you do a segment or you do a whole show, the crew says the same thing about you every single time. Man, what a pleasure she is. Like how easy, oh. how professional. And I, I remember the first day they said it. I remember being on the 30th floor and you walking out. And I thought to myself, I'm going to walk out of every situation when I'm a guest star where people can say that about me. Like, man, that, that guy was fun. Yeah. Thank you. They say Thank it you about for you saying every that. single time. Yes. Thank they you. said about you every single time. Thank you. And it, you know, it's like with my kids, <laughs> it's like when a parent says to me, 
like a compliment about one of my yes. children like that, I always feel like it makes me so proud because the truth is you stumble on a word, you do a good segment, you do an okay segment. It happens. You know, you never know how things yeah. are going to fly or what's going to be. You hope it's going to be great. Some days are better than others, but you know, you affect people when you meet them and talk to them. And we are the ones that get to be in front of the camera and we get all the accolades. We get more zeros, yes. and, but, but it's the crew that's making us look good and, and doing the teller and, and making the whole production come alive. And it's so much work and there's such a, and, and your crew is so amazing. And I, I mean, them. it's just, they're amazing. I, I honestly, I've never really met a bad crew. No, never, and- ever. Ever, ever. Luckily for me, though, different than you, I get to fuck up on a Monday and walk away from it on Tuesday. Yeah. You can't mess up because it reruns and it reruns. And Forever. It reruns. Forever. Forever. But I will tell you, sometimes things come full circle. Can't say much more than that. And maybe sometimes people get exonerated for past behavior that people oh. thought wasn't good by the way i love a good exoneration yeah i like the, i love a good exoneration and i'm glad that you have a beautiful vocabulary because some people don't understand me <laughs> um okay what I, I have so much to talk to you oh I, you know what i want to talk about kyle and the bees do you know i'm allergic to bees I had no idea. It's the scariest thing ever. It's the scariest thing ever. And so for people that don't know, so Kyle Richards, who as some of you and maybe all of you know, Justin actually sort of came into this whole crazy world as the lady sitter. Yeah. And you can go back and listen. He's explained it on the show before. She birthed you. She's your maker. It's like- She's my maker. That's how I call Tamara. Like she's like your vampire that bites you. Yes. Like, like you yes. love them for life. She's yes. your she's your housewife maker. She's your Hollywood maker. That is the best way to think about it. She is my right? maker. That's how I feel about Tamara. She's my maker. Okay, I'll always love her. So, um, so, so that's how Justin was Kyle's assistant, and then sort of the rest is history. You can go back and listen to that. But um, so Kyle and I are both allergic to bees, like very allergic. And I was so she got stung. She walked into a beehive. You might have more details. Have you spoken to her? I've spoken to her. All right, we well, talked tell me this what morning. Happened. So she, her dog was barking. And she was walking outside of her house towards the back of her property to go see what the dog was barking at. And she just thought it was the neighbor's dog because the dogs have, you know, turf war going on, you know, neighborhood beef. Mm -hmm. And she walked into, walked by the tree to see what was going on. And before she knew it, there was one, there was two, there was three, there was four bees on her and they started attacking her. But she didn't see the hive there. The hive was inside the tree. So she said that she, and by the way, I've known this woman for about 12 years. I worked for her for five of those 12 years. She had an EpiPen in every bag. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's hard. EpiPen is like Coachella VIP tickets. They're hard to get. They're expensive. I didn't realize that. It's so weird how many people need them in life and they make them so expensive. But yeah. She's so allergic to bees that there was one in the trunk of her car. There was one in the front of her car. There's one in her Chanel diaper bag. There was one every single place. So she said that she walked outside. She had a mask on. And why'd you have a mask on? That I don't know. She's like COVID scared. She's like, she's She's in her own backyard with a mask on. She's in her own backyard with a mask on. But there were people, there weren't, it wasn't anybody in the backyard. Okay. 
She walked to the, she walked to the thing. They started attacking her. She ran to run for help and she was going to run in the house to go ahead and try to find an EpiPen, but she realized there was more in her hair. So the first thing she thought to do after calling for help was to jump in the pool. Right. To drown the bees. To drown the bees. She dunked, got back up, realized they were still on her, dunked again, got out of the pool, rushed to call 911, finally got 911 on the phone. She grabbed the EpiPen, tried to figure out what the, like how to work the EpiPen. The ambulance comes to get her. She had a few bites, but they found a bee inside of her mask. So one of the bees slipped into the mask. And if it would have went down her throat, and it would have stung her. It would have been no bueno. So, wow, that is so crazy. What do you do you happen to know? Like, does she go into anaphylaxis? Like, was she, was her throat closing? The whole nine yards was happening, but she got stung by three. She got stung by three bees. Had she gotten stung by more or had the other one go gone down Ugh. the throat, it would have been a whole situation. She would have had, it would have been a my girl scenario. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I, you know, it's crazy. I don't think they do this anymore, but when, so when I was a kid, I, uh, I was at like day camp. I'm like in sixth grade. Yeah. There was, there was a bee next to me and I'm like waving the bee away like this. And I got stung right at the base of my pointer finger. Right. And within minutes, my entire arm, up to like elephantiasis, like swelled and my throat started closing and they rushed me to the hospital and gave me whatever they gave me. And it was the most pain I've ever been in. And it was the scariest thing ever. But in those days, they gave you um, desensitization. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Shots. So like, yeah. you know, like kids would get allergy shots every week. Do they yeah, still yeah. do that? But I got shots every week because they did like a th- scratch test. And I'm not just allergic to bees, but like hornets and wasps and like all these other crazy flying things. And so I did those shots every week for, I don't, I don't need, I have to ask my mother, like a couple of years, right? Wow. And then I've only been stung once since then. And it was kind of like a regular bee sting, but like, I have no idea. And I used to carry an EpiPen, but I don't anymore. And I probably got to get one. I know, but look, but I thought I read that Kyle said hers didn't work. She couldn't get hers. The 911 guy was trying to tell her how to work it, but we can't figure out if her EpiPen was malfunctioning or if they had, cause there's two models. Right. There's like the bougie kind and then there's the generic kind. The generic she kind, you got to turn and push and turn and put. It's like you need a, a science degree, an engineering yeah, yes. degree. Yeah, to do it. And then the bougie one, there's like this little gray stopper. You pull it out and you slam it in and it just fires. It just fires. So she in her, but she was panicking because she yeah, of knew. Yeah, she just knew. She was like, I, I could see everything. I knew my whole life was done. She was like, this is how I'm going down. Of all the things, this is how I'm going down. And when you watch the video. I watched it. It's, I feel so bad. Now we can laugh about it because, you know, it's, it's, it's not funny, but it's when you look at it, it looks comical. But when I watch it, I can only think about how scared she was in the moment because that I is, know how, you know, I know how fearful she is of that. And she's like fearful of like just being sick in general. Like that's kind of her. I mean, they've played that on the show and she said it to me before. Like that's kind of her thing, right? That's her thing. She's a little dying bit of a hypochondriac. Yeah. Dying before Maurice. <laughs> 
and and a hypochondriac. That's that's her two fearful things. <laughs> totally. Just because she wouldn't want him to date again. She's like, nope, no, we're going together. <laughs> Get your ass in this coffin. Come I know you still have. Me. Yes, yes. To- I got a double. Way, totally the same. I always say that to Terry. He's like, if some when when I go, you go be happy. I go. That is so sweet. If I go first, you do nothing. You stay home. And you just be sad. And yes, that's it. That's but anyway, so I was watching the video, and she and Kyle actually she posted the video, and she wrote. Um, I can laugh about it now, but I'm watching it. And all I'm thinking is, because here's my two fears, you know, throat closing from the bee sting and drowning. And I'm watching her jump in the pool and I'm going, oh my God, her throat's going to close. She's going to drown in the pool. No one's home. This is terrible. Like, why did she go in the pool? I was so upset about the pool. I was like, oh my God. And, you know, she normally has a house full of kids. And today there was no one home. And Maurice hadn't gotten a haircut in six years. He finally got a haircut after COVID. Like first one he's ever gotten in like a year and a half. Oh my God, Kyle is never going to be alone in the house again, ever. Ever, ever. Ever. I'm like, I'm surprised you didn't burn the house down because the bees came in. (laughs) Let's move. I'm already there. I'm like, we've been here so long. This this house is dirty. Let's go. (laughs) Yes. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Well, I have to say in the last year and a half, we're finally using our home gym. I actually enjoy working out at home, but you know what else it means? More laundry, towels, 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 stinky, stinky towels, and all the workout clothes. Oh my gosh. Why does everything smell so bad? Well, guess what? I found OxyClean Odor Blasters. It's the laundry booster specifically formulated to work on all of our stinky, smelly laundry. I know it might not be like fabulous to be talking about stinky, smelly laundry, but guess what? It's just the truth. And what do you do? You don't want to cover up the odor. You want to get rid of it. OxyClean Odor Blasters rids clothes, linens, and laundry of stubborn smells and stains, returning them to a clean, fresh-smelling state again. Come on, is your home your home, Jim? Is it starting to smell like one too? You are going to love the OxyClean products. OxyClean Odor Blasters is specifically formulated to take and tackle the toughest odors in your home, not just cover them up. It eliminates sweat, musty towel, and body odor on cottons, attacks odors at their core, and it's specifically formulated for use on smelly socks, musty towels, sweat stains, and body odor. Hello, two boys in the house. All right, people, work your magic with OxyClean Odor Blasters and save. Visit OxyClean coupons.com now where a coupon is waiting just for you you're listening to heather dubrow's world now let me ask you this are you more now that the world has you know opened up again you're going out i've seen you know i follow you on social media i see you're going out and having fun are you more of like a rage party kind of guy or more of like a dinner party with bottles of wine kind of guy during the week i can't really drink because i wake up every morning at 5 30 yeah so i'm kind of sort of my thing is summers for me were ragers like i love to rage in the summer i love a halloween rage i i love a new year's rage like i'm a seasonal rager okay 
you know, I have a season pass to the rage. Okay. So I like to rage on a Saturday, recoup all day on Sunday, go back to work on Monday. But it's kind of hard right now with COVID. And I also don't like to rage where people know me. Does that Why? make sense? Just because I don't want to like, like, I like to rage in scenarios where people say, is that him? Maybe that's him. I don't yeah. know. I'm from Dusseldorf. I don't know American celebrities. <laughs> like, I like to be like, anonymous. I like to get him anonymous or like yeah. in Aspen where everybody is raging. Yes. That's so fun. It's so fun. And I like a day rage. I love a day buzz. Me too. I love that. That's what I like about Aspen. You know, because we've seen each other there, but I don't ski, but I do love sitting out in the snow at Ajax and drinking yes. champagne. All day. And it's fine because everybody's doing it. Yes. It's so fun. All right. But do you like dinner parties? Yeah. Like I like a, I like a good dinner party, but I, the guest list has to be real top notch. And I don't mean okay. like celebrity top notch. I mean, you better sit me next to somebody who's doing something so outrageous that I have something to talk about for two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, seating is very important to me when I have a dinner party because yes. you really have to balance everyone. Although one time, I'm sure I've probably talked about this on the show, but one time I put two celebrities next to each other at a party that I thought would love each other. And I had no idea they had a huge... Beat. huge hate for each other. <laughs> and I was so, and they're both really good friends of mine. And I was like, shit, I had no idea. No clue. No clue. I have a friend, have a friend named Mark Free Finnegan and shout out to Mark Free Finnegan. Mark <laughs> Free Finnegan has brought back the art of hosting a dinner party. Because he will, there will be dietary restrictions, Excel sheet, input yeah. what you don't eat, what you don't like, what you like to drink, so he can make sure he has enough of it. And it is always about the company that is there. So if you invite a friend, you better make sure that you know that this is American Idol. If your friend gets voted off, so does you. Oh, that is hilarious. I can't believe you just said that because I was saying someone to something to someone the other day and I, they wanted, I had an extra seat at the table and they said, oh, so-and-so, I know so-and-so, do you know this person? And I was like, no. And, and I said, but um, why don't we meet up first and we'll audition them? Yes. And I was like joking, but I wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all because I, so I love a dinner party. I Take, I mean, it's like, it is an art. My yeah. mother used to host the most incredible evenings um, at our house, like all the time. And very, she likes a theme and whatever, but sometimes I do a theme. But I mean, for me, it's so important from the guest list to what we're wearing, to who's sitting where, to if we need to, if there's multiple areas that the seating changes to, yeah, if people have dietary restrictions, I'm I, like, I want everyone to be super happy with what they're eating and not have a, like a problem. I know what everyone drinks. I always yes. have favors. There's always some kind of like oddball game. Yes. and everyone always ends up dancing. No, it's, but that's, a dinner party is basically a calling card. Like yes. your dinner parties always have the same kind of panache. Like everyone knows that you're going to end up dancing. Like That's right. Everyone knows when they come to my house, I don't have the home that I wish I had to entertain yet. So you know you're coming to my house for good drinks. Okay. 
you know that I'm always going to order Taco Bell because everybody wants it, but nobody wants to admit it. I, I love that. Like little, I always have a little Taco Bell corner in, like, in the back so you can go and sneak a taco or two. <laughs> and when I tell you, there's never any left. And you just know it's going to be a good time. And I don't do them very often, you know, because people get left out and people get hurt. But I normally have a floating shower at my house. Come as you want. It's always on a Sunday. Come get up a glass of champagne before you get to the club and just come and say hello. I love that. I think that's so great. I love yeah. getting people together. I think it's fun. But are you like, a, do you, does drama happen at your parties? Or because I remember I did have a group, I had a group of girlfriends once we used to years ago that, um, I mean, I'm still friends with most of them, but we'd go out and we'd go have this fabulous time. And there was one person from the group who the next day, like we had this great time, so fun, la-di-da. And then the next day, this one person would start calling people, did you see? Can you believe? Like that. And we'd all be like, what? Huh? I no. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen in mine. By the way, mine are mostly gay men. Like yours are all women. Like that's, that's definitely going to happen at a, a woman heavy party. And I feel yeah. like because you're on a show, that's a lot of drama. I feel like people want to get in on it. I don't know why that is that like people want to sort of get in on the vibe of like what you're doing at that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But here's the thing, the thing about drama. And, and it's funny because when I think about other people's parties, like someone once said, Andy Cohen, um, like, is it like he loves when drama happens at his at his cocktail parties at his apartment? <laughs> and that I think I think Anderson Cooper was like he's a shit stir. He loves doing that kind of thing. Whatever. I don't know if it's true. I'm just telling you what I heard Anderson yes. Cooper said. I have not yes. been invited, but it's funny to me because some people actually love that. Like that's part of like dinner and a show. Like <laughs> people who don't get along and oh, that kind of thing, right? I know. I know people who will throw a dinner party in Beverly Hills and have a surprise guest. <gasps> on purpose? Not on, on purpose. camera? No, just on purpose. Just on purpose to shake shit up. Like, and I always say, any surprises I should know about, be honest. Because, yeah, you know, there, there, there's like one or two people I don't really like G with in my circle. Um, and I would prefer not to see them on my days off because right. I feel like it's work when they're around and yeah. everything I say or do seems to get, you know, conjured into something more dramatic with them. Um, and I've been having this issue for three years. And finally, I'm like, I'm done walking on pins and needles with this person. I would just rather not come when when he's around. Yeah, I get that. Do you find that your circle has shrunk during the last two years? Yes, I feel like the older I get, the smaller my circles get. Kinda, but I also get a little nervous about it because I'm a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. I am a solitary creature, you know? And I find that sometimes as a single man, the smaller your circle gets, the less likely you are to meet somebody through those circles. Oh, you mean like a significant other? Like a significant other. I feel like a lot of times people meet people through other people. It's so true. If you, if you keep on shrinking your circles, you're just shrinking the possibilities of running into Mr. Right. Let me ask you that. Well, first of all, I, now that you're saying that, I have to introduce you to some of my friends in Santa Barbara. Yeah. They, you would love them. And they, are, they have a different uh, pool. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I love a good so Santa. Awesome. I love a good Santa Barbara game. Um, yeah, they're fabulous. So, as far as dating goes, are you 
are you like a dating app person? Would you ever see a matchmaker? Would you ever do anything like that? I've tried it all. I have tried it all. I haven't tried the matchmaker thing yet fully, but I was on every app trying to figure it out. And I just realized that I keep on trying to force something when I should look at the beauty of my scenario. Like I'm a single gay man. I'm trying to figure my career out. I don't know if I'm going to be in New York, if I'm going to be in LA. I don't know if this show that I'm producing is going to go or not go. So right now, I think the universe is telling me to like not be in a rush, to not try and force something that's not happening, to just let it come to me. So I'm a single enthusiast. I would say for those out there who are single and not ready to fully mingle, I have someone who I hang out with once a week. Is that like a, can I, I want to say a bad word. So if you have a kid in a car, turn it down. Is that like a fuck buddy? That is exactly what it is. Oh, okay. All right. And I've been having this person for three years. But you have no, but obviously not interested in a further relationship. Not at all. He is, his five-year plan is to move out of the country. My five-year plan is to be in New York. So we understand that we are both busy. We both have a lot going on and we both don't have time for a conventional relationship. So we decided to do this, you know, and do it until it becomes an issue with us, but it hasn't so far. And it's been really nice and it's super fun and it's super casual. And it forces me not to go out there and look so hard. Yeah. It's like friends with benefits. I think that's super mature. I I love that. Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's honestly fun and it's safe. It feels safe for me to be vulnerable with somebody as opposed to, oh, let me go look for a one night stand. Yeah. And that's a lot of work too, by the way. That's a lot of work. And it can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. Like, I'm on TV now. It could be a lot. There could be a camera somewhere I don't know about. Like, there's just a lot of things that go into a hot girl summer that I'm just not prepared for right now. Okay. T- will you explain to me shot girl summer, hot girl summer? You got to forgive me. I'm like 102. I I see Ooh. the memes. I see everything. What What is that? Well, before Miss Delta came through, uh-huh. Sh- shot girl summer was originally hot girl summer before we had the pandemic. Right. But since the pandemic came... We thought that when we were vaccinated, that we could travel again and go to Europe and live our best life and get our shot girl summer on. But Miss Delta and her cousin, Miss Lambda, has come through like hurricanes and shut that shit down. Well, there's definitely people partying in Europe because I see so many people um, in Italy, in Capri, and in the south of France, and obviously, and I know you probably have been talking about this ad nauseum, but I mean, J-Lo and Ben and A-Rod, all in Saint-Tropez. By the way, I love the place that J-Lo and Ben celebrated her birthday. Have you ever been there? No, I was supposed to go to Saint-Tropez this summer. Oh, my God. Well, take me when you go. I was supposed to go last summer. It got canceled. We rescheduled it for this summer. It got canceled again. Are you going with your girlfriends? I was going with, I travel with this one good friend and we always just invite a friend or two to come with us or we yeah. go with her kids. But right. she is my best friend. Her name is Gwen Graves. She's from Louisiana. She's easy. 
I love that. It, well, you know, it is important who you travel with because you have to, you have to travel with people that you can travel with that and know when to leave you alone, that know say when it to again. Yeah, you, say it louder. Yeah. They have to know when to leave you alone. So we've traveled with many people, but our best friends, the Bellows, Mike and Nancy, um, we travel fabulously well with them. And what's funny is we love each other so much that when we have a night off, like they want to go to this restaurant, we want to go, okay, yes. great. Whatever. We like miss each other. Like how to go yes. and we'll text each other. They're so easy and so fabulous to travel with. So the last huge trip, which I've talked about in the show, but the last huge trip we did um, before the pandemic was we did all the South of France and then ended in Paris Nice and so much fun and met up with all these different friends along the way. We met up with Norm Pattis, yes. you know, who owns podcast. Well, we had lunch with him in, um, in uh, uh, Cap Ferrat. We ran it. We met up with uh, Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes in Paris, like all these fun people that we, you know, did all these things. But here's the thing. You go to Saint Tropez and it's like this tiny town, right? It's not a big town, but it's beautiful. And the shops are gorgeous. So like the Chanel store there is in an old um, (gasps) house. It's in an actual, like a private home that they turned into the Chanel store with a, it's all stone and there's a beautiful entryway and the, the, the accessories are in the pool house in the back. I mean, it's like, you can't believe how beautiful. And then they have all these little restaurants and, and right on the water where everyone pulls their yachts in and everything. But there's this place called La Opera. And it's kind, it reminds me a little bit of Bagatelle. But what happens is it's this cool, modern space. <sighs> and there's mirrors and there's like modern pop art. And the waiters are, I'll post some pictures. The waiters <sighs> are wearing like F-U something, something like written in graffiti on the back of their gorgeous black jackets oh. and all that. Okay. So then you sit there and you start having dinner and all of a sudden people start performing and it gets crazier and crazier as the night goes on. And there's hookah. You're smoking. a. It's the only oh time God, I ever I smoked. You're smoking a hookah and the, you're dancing on a table and, oh. and there's, there's champ and there's Dom Perignon that light up everywhere and there's sparklers and it is it's a whole amazing. situation. Oh my God. It's so Fun. Even Terry, who doesn't like that kind of thing, uh-huh. was like dancing. And it was so fun because it's like the bougiest version of that kind of party. It sounds like Latie in St. Bart's. So I haven't been to St. Bart's because that's the trip I've canceled for the last two years. But Amazing. my my friends that I was talking about, they had a home there for years. And I think it is like that. It's that kind of vibe. But oh my gosh, Justin, it's so fun. But that's where JLo and Ben oh were God. sitting for her birthday. I bet you A-Rod goes there the next day. So why are they all together at the same time? So here's what I heard. I heard from sources. They, sources they told say. E. Yeah. They told E that A-Rod and Jennifer had been talking about this trip before they broke up. And apparently A-Rod had booked it. Now, I'm going to say, because I hate to, I, I know A-Rod's getting a lot of flack right now, but honey, if it came between my dignity and that 100K deposit on the boat, I'm going to lose my dignity. I'm going to lose my dignity before I lose that money. And I'm going to invite everybody who can come and take the pain and suffering away with me on that trip as well. And that's what he did. I just... You know, everyone's like, oh, he's stalking. He's like, you know, following them for the press. I'm like, no, those boats to reserve cost a lot of money. It's a so fortune. It's a fortune. And if you don't want that money to go downhill or go to waste, you got to just take the take the punches. And 
It's unfortunate. He's going to see them everywhere. I mean, we saw the photos. I, and, and if that story's true, I'm 100% with you. If, it, if he was already bought and paid for and he was going to lose the cash, I agree. But here's the thing. You know how when celebrities are pregnant, they don't tell you until like, they don't like sort of announce it till they're like seven months pregnant. Yes, and then it's yes. like, oh, they're due sometime in the spring and they like have the baby four days later. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like that kind of thing. So don't you feel like J-Lo and Beth, I mean, J-Lo and A-Rod had broken up way before this. Because a lot of people I'm seeing are like, boy, she flips quickly. And I'm like, I I'm, promise you, this was a long time coming. Oh, you know, I think for, you're right. It was a long time coming. I think when the first round of text messages and DMs had come out about From the, the Madison LaCroix person. Check? Yeah. Yes. Um, not Southern Sunset. It was um, oh. Southern Charm. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Southern Charm. The chick of Southern, Southern Charm. Charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went to Dominican Republic by herself. I think once she went, they emotionally cut off from one another. But at the same token, because I don't want to go ahead and make this about how much time went by. If you break up with somebody and your way of getting over that person is to keep yourself, you know, busy and back in another relationship, go right ahead. Because at the end of the day, if that's what she was doing to cope or is that what she needed in her life, I say go for it. I don't blame people because I don't think there's a right time frame for everybody. You that's know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. I just, you know, and it's... I think it's a positive thing to show people that you don't have to sit at home just because you broke off your engagement and wallow and play the victim. Like if your ex-man who you still were in love with is single as well, and y'all want to give it another try two why weeks not? after you break off an engagement, why not? Yeah, You're 51. True. I, you ain't got time to wait around for, for uh, people to say, oh, it's acceptable. I totally agree with that. I think I was being judgy, but you're right. I think that's a very good point. And it's Ben Affleck. But you know what I was doing while I was looking at the, that the footage from the opera? Two things. Number one, I was like, why are they sitting? Why isn't she up like dancing? I thought it was Because she dances for a living. She dances for a living. She's like, you put on a show. Yeah, I guess. But I just wanted her to get up. I was like, I felt like, come on, honey, get up, do something. <laughs> and then- and then the other thing was, I was obsessed looking at the glasses on the table. Why? Because I was curious, because I, from, from what I remember from reading, she doesn't drink very much, but she, no. but she drinks, but not very much, right? She's and a sipper. She's a sipper. And she pretends. And he's, and he's sober. Yes. So I was kind of like, just looking at that whole situation. I was curious. I was like, is she having a glass of champagne? But by the way, that could have been a reason why they weren't up and standing and she wasn't really drinking that much because she was probably trying to respect his boundaries and not, you know, she knew people were around. If they would have had two glasses of champagne on the table, even to toast with, right. people would have said, he's back on the wagon. She's yeah. a bad influence. Yeah, why did he go hard. to a nightclub? You know what I mean? It's like a hard thing to navigate. Yes, I would agree with that. But I love the pictures were, oh, oh by the way, fabulous. J-Lo is... I call her the people's celebrity. <laughs> she's like Siri. She's like, she's exactly like an iPhone. If you and I are talking about, if I say Home Depot five times in this interview, you know what the first thing that's going to pop up on my phone? Home Depot. A Home Depot ad. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez is like that with her fans. She knows what we wanted to see because every gay man was like, can you imagine if they recreated that job moment? From I Jenny know. From the block? And, they and did. then 
24 hours later, she gave it to us. And I love her for that because she is not afraid to say, like, if she was pregnant, she would tell you two days, like two days in. The EPT wouldn't even be finished developing. (laughs) No, it would still be wet. She'd be like, I'm pregnant because she is one of those people that A, wears her heart on her sleeve, but she also knows that fans love that she's so open. I know. It's so true. Um, Shifting a little bit. Are you watching the Olympics at all? I haven't watched much of it. I've been like in and out. Yeah. I love gymnastics. It's like, I love gymnastics and I love ice skating. It's and a it's hard just, one this year. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I, and I know, so the team finals, right? Well, this is airing on Thursday, so they'll be over by then. But right now it's Monday. So the team finals are for women's gymnastics are tomorrow. I know. I'm so scared. I'm I, like, people are like stepping out of bounds already. And then poor Michaela didn't make it in. And oh my gosh. It's hardcore. Simone Biles started off shaky this morning. There's just a lot. But I, I have to remember that you're trying to compete in a stadium that's empty after sleeping on a cardboard bed while taking five COVID tests to get to the next level. It's so crazy. How do you do a full-on practice and feel at ease when all of that is on your shoulders? I know it's, and, and what's so hard is that, I mean, like the oldest people on the team are 24, like that's, it's almost ancient in the sport. And because of the way the Olympics go, it's like, it just, my heart breaks for them. You get this one moment in time and, and then that's it. And something happens and it's just, oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. But did you see the 47 year old, um, from Abushka, from, from Uzabagushka, I think is the country. I'm saying that it, wrong. I'm wait, butchering it, that. The, are you the gymnast? The gymnast. Wait, I've seen her. She's still competing? She competed. By the way, if I get out of my bed the wrong way on my right knee, I'm out for the day. And I'm 33. Okay? <laughs> I am 33. I have to be careful oh God, on how I get off that bed. I ever heard. Oh my you know God. it's true. You know it's true. I, I, of course I know it's true. She has a 22-year-old son. No, I remember. I remember her from the last Olympics. She's dark hair. Yes. I remember her. Oh, my God. Oh, that's oh Oksana. Oksana is her name. Oh, and my God. And she competed. She did not make it to the finals, but she competed, and she did a bow. She got a standing ovation from the crowd. It's her last Olympics. She might surprise us again, but she is the J-Lo of the four rings. That's crazy. She must be in the Guinness Book of World Records now, though, No. Um, I don't know. I know oldest she's the gymnast oldest gymnast to compete. So yes, a, she probably Olympics? is in the Guinness Book of World Records for right? sure. Speaking speaking of high level sports, so are you still playing tennis? I am. You look so good on the tennis court. It's only when the camera's on. <laughs> Other than that, it goes to shit. Have you tried pickleball? Oh, I am a G at pickleball. I really love pickleball. I just started. Did you did you transform your court into a pickleball? I don't. Court? We don't have a tennis court, um, but I, and I I was looking around like our, the way our house is situated on our land. It I don't really have the right dimensions because you know we've got a big motor court in the front. So Idaho. Well, that was the thing, but they have pickleball courts at the oh. club in Idaho. So we played when we were there over July fourth. I love it. 
It's so good. I got a guy to come to my house, to a friend's house, and teach us pickleball because she transformed her tennis court into a pickleball court because she doesn't use a tennis court. Right. So I was like, why don't we transform this into a pickleball court? It's super easy. They come to your house. They do it in a day. And then we'll have somebody come over and show us. So we did that. And we're obsessed with it now. And it's such Mm -hmm. a fun thing to do with all ages because everybody's on an even playing field. Yeah. First of all, you don't have to play well. And- the court is so small that you can actually talk to each other. That's what's fun about it. Tennis, you're so far away. And if you suck at tennis, it's so boring because you can't, if you, you can't hit it back. And It's a lot. I'm not in a level where I can play with somebody else yet. I feel safer paying somebody to tell me I'm doing well with my life. Um, but it's so interesting. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And I never follow through with New Year's resolutions. And this year I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm in a pandemic. I can't really see people. And I have nothing to do after 930. I'm going to start taking tennis every single week. And it's been a great investment. I'm not going to return on that investment. I'm never going to play tennis with somebody else. I just enjoy learning a new sport. I enjoy pushing myself mentally and physically. And it just gives me something else to talk about with people. Like, you know, sitting at a business dinner, talking to someone who plays golf or tennis, I can't play golf, but I can talk to you about tennis. Right. No, I love that. I agree. I think that's super cool. I used to take lessons with my friend, Sarah, and it was like, there was never any point. We weren't going to enter any tournament. I was never going to like play a full game, but she and I would sit there and we'd play and our coach would be there and we just, we had fun. That was like all it was about. That's all it's about. And I love it. I really do love it. And there's so many people out there that teach the sport. And you don't, when you think about it, you think, oh, $150 every time I get on the court. And it's not like that. Like I pay my guy 80 bucks and I love it. That's great. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Hunger Games, The Matrix, Pain and Gain, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Lawrence, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Here's Heather. Let me ask you this. Talk to me about cancel culture because, you know, I have people are always asking me about, you know, being uh, going back to Real Housewives um, and doing live television as you do every day. And I do some days and doing my podcast and whatever it is, you know, especially live TV though. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, we all do and say things that we regret and we have bad moments and, you know, so people are asking me like, how do you do that? And how, well, I want to know from you, are you worried? Do you think cancel culture has gone too far? You know, I have said since day one, Like, I think canceling somebody should be a solitary thing. 
I think that if you don't want to support somebody's businesses, don't go out and buy their stuff. Don't post about their podcast. Don't talk about their TV show. And you're more than welcome to cancel them because if you hit them where it hurts, which is the wallet, they're going to feel it. Right. I just don't agree with someone does something wrong and all of a sudden we're canceling them before we even hear their side of the story. It's a dog pile. It's a dog pile. We're canceling people for shit they said in 1998. Yeah. We're doing all of these things. And it's one of the reasons why I got off of Twitter because anybody can sweep up something on you. You know what I mean? Like we all aren't perfect all the time. Right. So when people get upset with me because I refuse to cancel Chris Harrison for being racist or refuse to cancel somebody else for some off color comments, you know, I often say every dog has its day and I hope the day that I have my day, people aren't willing and ready to cancel me without hearing me out first. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, I mean, taking certain things off the table, serial rapists, you know, like people who are dangerous, like extreme forms of racism and, or just racism in general, all of it, like those kinds of things. Let's put that aside, right? People who hurt people in a real way, put that aside. But I do believe I agree with you. And I think there's this, this other faction of people who may have done or said something, you know, 20 years ago that wasn't, didn't seem like a a big deal back then, but is now, I mean, Howard Stern, I think is a good example of that. Howard Stern is a great example, but the thing with Howard Stern was that he was labeled a shock jock. So right. he's protected. He's protected in the comedian space of life. You know Maybe, what I mean? But don't you think he's also protected because even though he did and said some things that I think a lot of people would consider, you know, in the not okay category, that because he is almost a different person now, he's still funny and he's still everything, but he's like, I mean, I hate, he's woke. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he evolved. He evolved. He became self-actualized. He went to therapy. He evolved and he became who he is today. And I would hope that we're all allowed to have that past. For sure. But I think when it comes out of left field for somebody, like I think if Howard Stern would have said the things that, you know, Chrissy Teigen said about Courtney Stodden, I think nobody would have blanked an eye at it. If, If Bill Maher said those things, nobody would have said anything. I think it's because she has this reputation of being this likable, funny, self-deprecating person now on Instagram that she's always had since the dawn of social media, that the fact that they were done in DMs and that they were done, you know, back in, sorry, not just in DMs, but the fact that they were done and everyone forgot about them, people then wanted to come up and say, you know, X, Y, and Z about her. Like, oh, she should right. be done because that's not who she pretends to be. But in the same, in the same like breath, like I think a lot of celebrities hide a lot of their true feelings because they are afraid of what people might think about them. And are you okay with that? Or you think everyone should be honest? I think it's okay to hide some things. Me too. I don't think it's you don't have to be honest about everything. Like, no, I don't I, I mean, I walk around in crowds and circles where I know I differ from people on politics, 
but I'm not going to drop my friends because they vote right. fiscally. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I will drop them if they can't admit that the things that are happening in the world are fucked up. But if you want to vote some way, you were given the right to choose and you go ahead and do that. As long as your opinion and the way you state your opinion, opinion isn't, isn't a direct disrespect to me. Right. I'm fine. You know what I mean? So it's, it's so weird how we've let the internet dictate who should and who shouldn't go, you know? And as fucked up as this may sound, I was one of the big proponents for Billy Bush back in the day. I was one of the big supporters of Billy shouldn't get canceled because of what someone else said. Yes, right. Billy was in a locker room scenario egging it on because he felt like he had to butter him up. And we've all been in a situation where someone says something and they have more power than us. And we say, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nervous, you know? like, OK, I'm agreeing, but I don't agree. Yeah. And we've all been there. We've all been in a situation like that. Maybe not to the degree that Billy Bush was in, but it happens this man lost four years of his life, five years of his life. And the other person in that video went on to, to win at everything. So we have to really be careful at cancel culture. I, I think those are all very astute observations. I really do. And, and I agree. And, and I hope that I hope we're getting to a place of, you know, more acceptance. But let me tell you this. And you might disagree with me on that. Okay. There's a bunch of people who got fired for being racist from reality shows. Yeah. You know, in the last few years. Yeah. And How do you feel about that? My thing was, why fire them? Show the real reality of what happens when you're a racist. Are you say racist things? Are you racially insensitive? Put these people on the show. Let me see them losing book deals. Let me see them getting dropped from agencies and PR reps. Let me see. Let us see. Why are we backing down from this? You know what I mean? Like, I want to know. Do they need to be a full-time member, cast member? No. Do they? Should they be part-time? Should they get all of the perks that they got the last year? Probably not. But I want to see podcasts get canceled. I would like to see sponsors pulling out. Like, we need to see those things because at the end of the day, in reality, people don't get fired for being racist. Right. Be, be, you know, somebody at a nine to five in the middle of Illinois or in Idaho, Idaho or in Alabama doesn't lose his job because he called somebody a racist name. You know what I mean? Maybe he gets called into the office and they say, no, you know, you shouldn't have done that, even though we all. Yeah, but don't you feel like the networks are trying to take accountability for, you know, a a culture at at their network and on their network and want to try to change it? I, I think that's true. But I also think people are so afraid of backlash. Like, yeah, no, no. I remember. I, I agree with that, but don't you think that if you had kept those people on the show, and I agree, that would be interesting to see, and people should see what the consequences are. Oh, I, I, I get, to I totally understand what you're coming from, but I also feel like that could backfire and actually end up celebrating these people, and that would be bad. I watched MTV as a kid, and watching Danny on The Real World come to terms with who he was about Mm -hmm. being gay and talking to his roommates about it and watching his roommates who were seemingly being homophobic and ignorant and not educated about gay life 
learn about it in front of me was one of the most powerful things I think I've ever seen because as a closeted gay man, it gave me the tools to explain what a gay man is, what it means to be gay, and how to disarm people who don't understand your lifestyle. And seeing that, if MTV would have said, we're not putting Puck on because he's a homophobic, how the fuck would we see Danny disarm a homophobe? How would we have seen, you know, somebody talk to someone about race in a way that wasn't defensive or wasn't, you know, violent? How would we see someone talk about, you know, imagine them putting somebody with HIV in a house, you know, on real world San Francisco and having that person and other roommates who are probably afraid to confront that reality and live in a house and share spoons and do all of these things learn in front of us. Because at the end of the day, there's a, there's a Stasi somewhere. There is a somebody somewhere who thinks the same way and doesn't realize that their words and their actions are offensive. So let them learn. That is a very, very good point. I never thought about it that way. I think probably the network, like to your point, just went, holy moly, this isn't good. Because that was my thought process too. Yeah, punish them. Take them off the air. Don't let them have fame anymore. You know, that whole thing. But you're right. I think they... You know, it's like short-term win, long-term gain. I think that the the short-term win of taking them off may have hurt the long-term gain of showing how life is like that. And I think, you know, selfishly, I'm just like, put them on for one more season. And then at the reunion yeah. say, they weren't asked to come to the reunion because we decided not to move forward with them, but we wanted to show the life and reality. You know, if we can show people shooting up heroin on intervention... We can show that. We can sh- we can show some bug deals going down the drain. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. We can show some. We can show some hard, hard conversations between friends. We can show some tough love from from customers and patrons who don't agree with what you said and what you did. You know, right? And and that's just why I, I just wish we would have went about this you know, in another way. And I think moving forward, we will, but the rubber band always pops, you know what I mean? Yeah. The rubber band yeah. gets stretched out and then it pops and then it, it, it looks the same, but it's a little bit wider. The things that we are willing to do are a tiny bit wider, you know? Well, the truth always comes out. And I think that's the bottom line, whether it takes one season, four seasons, 10 seasons, whatever it is, the truth ends up coming out. And, yes. you know, and a lot of people are very naive when they come on and think, you know, I, it still shocks me. Like some people that come on these shows that thinks that think they won't find out about the X, Y, and Z that's like in the hopper. Like, like, can we, really? Can we talk about Jen Shaw right now? Yes. Can we talk about, by the way, and I say guilty, I mean, innocent until proven guilty. I'm that person. That Except is- for her. <laughs> not not except but you should have been smarter like well you should have been smarter and you know i had a friend who was up for one of the franchises and she called me and it's so crazy because people think i'm like the housewife oracle <laughs> 
Like, it's like super interesting that people think like, hey, I got your number from this person. She said, I should call you. I just got offered to do this reality show. What do you think? What do you think? And I get a lot of calls of that nature. And I go on a lot of lunches with people who are thinking about joining a housewife type show. Okay. And my first thing is, it's all about perception, first and foremost. So if you have engaged or your husband is engaging or has engaged in something that might seem nefarious or seem, you know, illegal, illegal, (laughs) I would maybe stay off of reality TV because if it's, if it's dug 25 feet in the ground, somebody is bound to find it. Oh my God. That's first and foremost. If you're not willing to work, let's say 60 hours a week, for six months straight, I would also tell you to bounce. Yes. If you can't confront your own truth, don't go. Yes. Because as soon as you think you're smarter than the show, you've lost. You have, if you walk in thinking you're smarter than the show, you have already lost. And The other thing that I think housewives have a hard time accepting in people on reality TV, and I tell this to everybody, you're going to walk into a show that's already being made, and you're going to have two bomb-ass seasons. The first season, they're going to lay it on your light because you're a newbie. The second season, the fanfare is going to be amazing because, you know, you're new and you're fabulous and you got a raise, so now you're dressing a little bit better and you got the hair and makeup and people are going to rah-rah all over you but then after that second season you're in you're you're now a a legitimate cast member and the tides will turn on you at some point oh i think heather went away you're listening to heather dubrow's world Oh my God, I can't believe that my Wi-Fi died right at that moment, which is very circumspect. <laughs> Andy Cohen was like, not today, nope, Heather, not today. Get rid of it, sister. Keep your mouth shut. Okay, so <laughs> I am thrilled for you and for the new show. I, I'm not kidding. I totally want to play Kyle or one of your other lady friends. And um, so happy for everything that you're doing on daytime TV. You're an incredible guy and I adore you. And I love when you're on. Um, will you tell everyone how to find you on social Anytime. media? You guys, you can find me on Instagram at Justin A. Sylvester. Or just follow E Daily Pop. We love new followers. We have great content on that. And check out my podcast wherever you get podcasts. Just a Sip drops every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Thank you, my love. I will see you soon. I'll see you soon. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Here's Heather. Well, that didn't disappoint. How weird was it that the Wi-Fi went out right at that moment? Crazy. Anyway, I called in and did that last moment with Justin, and then the Wi-Fi interestingly came back on. Hmm. Conspiracy? 
I don't know. Anyway, tomorrow's show is going to be terrific. So much to catch you up on with the family and everything and what's going on around here. We'll have a hip as hot as newest and a fabulous guest. Sam Sabora will be here. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and say what you love about Heather Dubrow's world. I think we're going to do another giveaway soon. Would you like that? And on Sunday, 5 p.m. Sunday Quickie with Heather, I will be answering your questions. Ask me anything, parties and entertaining, raising children, relationships, you name it. Let's pour a glass of champs and hang out together. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's world. See you next week.